Thank you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hello and welcome back to Her Portion Podcast. My name is Hannah Butler and I have the joy of starting off this month's topic. So if you didn't know, here on Her Portion, we have a new topic that we all individually study every month. This month, I chose Salvation Testimonies. All four of us are going to be sharing our personal testimonies of how we got saved, how we came to know the Lord. So one thing that I love about hearing testimonies is that although some are similar, none are exactly the same. And I've also learned that Satan really does fight when people are sharing their testimonies. He doesn't want others to hear the gospel and he doesn't want us to obey God. So I've noticed too that no matter how someone came to know Christ, whether they were saved at a young age or saved from a rough background, he will use that to discourage them um, from, from sharing. And salvation testimonies are not about the age we were saved or the rough life that we lived or didn't live. They aren't the focus. What truly is amazing and what the focus is, is the fact that Jesus Christ has the power to save us from a real, true hell. And that is what salvation testimonies are about. The story of how we got there is important, but the focus is what the Lord has done. Every salvation testimony is unique, and it is exciting because our God is amazing. So keep in mind when you have the opportunity to share Christ and you're fearful or worrisome that it's truly about Him and not about us. We are just a vessel that He has chosen to be glorified through. So before I share my story with you, I want to read Psalms 71 verses 15 through 18. The Bible says, My mouth shall shew forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day, for I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, until I have shewed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to everyone that is to come. It is with our mouths that we praise God, and we share what he's done. So here, the psalmist is proclaiming that they will share of his strength and his power until he is gray-headed, meaning all the days that he lives. And with that being said, I want to praise the Lord for his saving strength and power in my life. So I didn't grow up in a Christian home. In fact, my parents were divorced before I was born, so that's all I ever knew. When I was about seven years old, I heard the plan of salvation, and I remember just being so scared of hell, and I prayed a prayer. So every night from that moment, for probably about a year or two, I prayed the exact same prayer word for word every single night. I was so scared that if I didn't pray the same words every night that I wouldn't be saved anymore, and I had to do it every night. There was no salvation here because there was no faith, no trust in the Lord, and no true knowledge. And throughout my teen years, things got kind of rough, and my family was what you would say are called broken. And I chose to use 
that as an excuse basically to do ever whatever I wanted and out of anger and bitterness. Um, and my mom, she was addicted to heroin and along with my older brother too. And I lived with them. So as things progressed, I decided to leave at 16. Again, I just used their issues as an excuse really to do what I wanted. And I was um, very, very close to my mom and my brother. But through various events, I ended up being homeless for about a year. I slept in abandoned homes or I stayed with friends for as long as I could. And um, I became addicted to various things. So one day I was with a group of people and I just remember how hungry I felt at that moment. It had been a few days since I had eaten and these friends, so-called friends, (laughs) were passing around a box of cereal, Fruit Loops to be exact, and I asked for some. But for some reason, and to this day, I don't know why, but they wouldn't let me have some and they laughed at me. Now these were people I had known and been friends with for a long time. I mean, looking back, I realized that the Lord had a plan because if they would have given me those fruit loops, (laughs) the rest of the story wouldn't have happened. So because of that, I was just, I was tired of it and I was tired of being hungry. So I called my grandparents. Now it had been five years since I had talked to them. I told them I was hungry and there was no question about it. My grandpa came right away to pick me up. On the way to their house, we stopped at a McDonald's and I had a crusty chicken sandwich meal. Um, but it didn't matter because it was good to me. I do remember it being quite hard though, <laughs> hard and crusty chicken. But from there, I stayed with my grandparents for a few days, and my grandma, she told me that I could stay with them to finish high school. I only had a few credits left in order to graduate on time. So I took them up on that offer, and during that time, every week, my grandparents went to church. They went to an independent Baptist church. They went every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning and evening, and they always asked me to come, but I said no, because in my mind, I just thought church was boring. So one Wednesday, I thought, you know, they really have done so much for me. The least I can do is just go to church with them. That's really all that they want or all that they've ever asked. So I'll back up and say that before this Wednesday night, I have to add that every single time I was in the car with my grandpa, he literally said to me over and over again, and I mean it over and over again, Hannah, the Lord is coming back and you need to make sure you have it settled. I'm serious, Hannah, and nonstop. And I would just roll my eyes at him, but let's go back to that Wednesday night. So I went with them and from there on, I kept going. Now, like I said earlier, I had heard the plan of salvation before, but one Sunday morning, it was on Mother's Day. The message wasn't about the gospel, but I remember after that service, going back to their house and just knowing in my heart that I needed Jesus. It was as if the Lord had told me in that service, like he just, it was as if he spoke to me and said, Hannah, you're not saved. You need to believe in me. You need to trust in what I've done for you. And when I went back to the house, it's just like I answered him and said, okay, 
and I prayed alone. I sat on the bed and I said, Lord, I know that you died for me. I believe in you and I trust you. And this part I'll always remember, I said, for the very last time, I asked that you would save me. And that meant a lot to me because even though I was a child when I said that prayer over and over again, I remembered it. And, um, you know, I knew I was a sinner. So the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I knew that my sin would send me to hell. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages, which is what you earn, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I trusted in him. I confessed that before him. Romans 10.9 says that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And Romans 10.13 says that whosoever believeth on him shall be saved. And after that moment, my whole life changed. And honestly, it changed fast. And I didn't really stop to think about it. I didn't know I had gotten saved. I just answered the Lord. But day after day, I had a growing hunger to know him more and more. And all the sin I just was convicted about and started getting rid of one by one. I gave up drugs and alcohol. My outward appearance changed. Um, But at the time, I honestly didn't know why I felt this way. I just knew it was the right right thing to do. Nobody said you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't dress this way, you shouldn't act like this. I just remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, you're different now. And in my heart, I didn't know why um, for a few months, uh, but the Lord just really spoke to me right away. And so two months after that night, that afternoon, I went to Bible college where I met my husband, who's now a pastor. And I just want to say, isn't God good? So I love the story that he's given me because it's his and it's mine and the best day of my whole life. And I truly do love him. So I want to ask you, do you know him? Have you had that moment in your life? Are you positive that you'll go to heaven one day when it's your time to leave this earth? As my grandpa said, the Lord is coming back. You need to get it settled. Why don't you believe in him and confess that to him right now? Ask for forgiveness of your sins and believe in him. Trust me, he is worth everything you're afraid of losing and so much more. He's everything you need. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures. Until next time.